this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona. This is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is going to have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Podcasts, our vast podcast, by the way, we're the number one podcast by Chartable in politics in America. That didn't include the live show, which you're watching now. For our podcast and radio audience, that's a fashion um, show put on by Balenciaga, which is normally a story we don't cover. But uh, I've got Lara Logan, and Lara is one of the best investigative reporters in the world. Lara, we just left the southern border of your beloved Texas. And, uh, you know, we have a consul there that tears up when he talks about not just the cartels controlling things, but the unaccompanied minors. He picked up a nine-year-old little girl yesterday and a six-year-old boy from Honduras just kind of dumped at the border. And he says he hadn't if he wasn't driving his Border Patrol vehicle around or his constable's vehicle, who knows what would have happened to him. We had Veritas on yesterday, James O'Keefe, with really a, a, a story that's almost hard to fathom about the U.S. government essentially being a partner of the, of, the, uh, of the cartels and these unaccompanied minors. And this is a federal whistleblower. This is not somebody from Breitbart. This is not somebody from Gateway Pundit or Citizens Free Press or works for Laura Logan or War Room. This is a government official that talks about these unaccompanied minors are picked up by people. There's no checking. There's no background check. There's no verification. And they go in Houston. There's a house with 44, which is essentially a brothel. There's another one they say with 21, and they're all over it. This is tens of thousands of people. And then you got the situation with this this fashion company. We're not conspiracy theorists. We're, our, our, we make up. There's no conspiracies, but there's no coincidences. And hey, I understand a lot of the Q people and people like that. They mock and ridicule them, and maybe some of them are a little out there. But when the evidence just starts coming, and it's so overwhelming every day on so many different aspects. You got to ask yourself, what in the hell is going on here? And particularly where the government seems to be a partner, an active partner. And this is from a federal whistleblower. So I want to start the border, which you know as well as anybody, because you're a Texan. And then I want to get to this fashion house. And what's coming out in this fashion house is quite frankly, it's, it's jaw dropping. It's jaw dropping what's going on. And what you got to have a guy playing for the LA Rams. Uh, the, the wide receiver is one of the few people stepping up and saying, Hey, this thing doesn't sound right to me. And no celebrities are ever all the celebrities are quiet. Everybody's trying to look the other way. You can't look the other way on this stuff. You just can't. Laura Logan, let's start in Texas, and then we're going to go to the high fashion houses in Paris, ma'am. You know, Steve, it's a very there's a very simple way to get to the truth of what is happening in Texas and what's happening on the southern border, and it starts with the money, because um, there are foundations and there are private companies who are being paid millions of dollars to set up shop um, everywhere from, you know, McAllen and places right on the border all the way to San Antonio, which is just an hour from where I live. And um, and they are being paid to get rid of these children as quickly as possible. I wasn't surprised to hear the government whistleblower that James O'Keefe and Project Veritas worked with, um, to hear her say that the emphasis from this administration is on speed. Get rid of these kids as quickly as possible. We know that that's true because we've seen that from the beginning of this administration. Remember when all those people uh, gathered under the bridge, all the Haitians, and it was a crisis for a couple of days. And then what did they do? They just got rid of them. 
they make him disappear. And, and this is the pattern of this administration. They know because they use the border to such great effect against Donald Trump. They know that when you get a bunch of women and children, especially families and small children that are in custody, so whether they're in cages or behind bars in some way, shape or form, that what happens? None of these facilities are set up to house them. So you get all the problems and all the crises that happened under the Trump administration. But this would be of a magnitude so many times greater than anything we saw under Trump because there have never in the history of this country been so many people and so many unaccompanied minors pouring over the southern border in the thousands and thousands and thousands. I mean, these are numbers that nobody working the border has ever seen in their lifetime. Even in the winter, the numbers are like nothing anyone has ever seen. And those are just the numbers that they admit to. So what we know is if you look at the money, if you look at health and human services, their strategy from the very beginning is make the problem go away. Don't let anybody see how big it is because then they will understand the truth. Then they will realize that we truly do have an open border. Don't look at the number of people dying every month because it's more people dying coming into this country than at any time, right? Don't look at any of those things because if you do, you will understand the implications of this policy and you won't believe the nonsense that's coming out of the White House and coming out, out of the press. Laura, how can we have a whistleblower that goes, they get a map and they get, have a house in Houston. She goes, oh, there's 41 unaccompanied minors there. And a couple of people they turn them over to, and there's 21 here, and there's 15 here, and there's 20 here. How can yep. they have them all? Some of these in places that are essentially brothels. In the in the U.S. government, they go, well, the cartel guys, the 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 traffickers won't sue us, so that's why we're not because we're looking. We need we yep. need a system here that can't be stopped. Well, and, and taxpayers, why should taxpayers give their money to this? This is the U.S. government as a partner. Your government that we all pay taxes to as a partner in the sexual trafficking of young children. Am I, is there anything in that statement that is incorrect in your mind, ma'am? No, there isn't anything in that statement that's incorrect. Um, you know, people can try to argue that the government doesn't know that this is what's happening, but we know that that's just a blatant lie. I mean, I know Border Patrol agents whose job one of these agents said to me, Steve, right, because their job, there were actual jobs where all you did day and night was verify these families, make sure that someone who says this is my child, that they're telling the truth, right? They, the reason you had those chain link uh, fences, right, that were around where they were holding these people was one of the, the purposes for it was so that Border Patrol agents could look through, right, and they could see this person, this who says this is my child, are they feeding this child? Do they know how to care for a child? If they give them a diaper, right? If they give them a bunch of diapers and a bottle with formula, do they know how to feed that child? Because very often what they were finding was that people didn't have any idea. And so they were observing them over time because that was the answer. That was very revealing. And all of those positions in Border Patrol were done away with when this administration came in almost from day one. And one of these agents said to me once, he said, ma'am, you've never asked me what keeps me up at night. And I said, no, because that's cliched. And I, I try not to ask you know, predictable questions. And he said, but I want to tell you. So I said, OK, go ahead. Tell me what keeps you up at night. And he said, I'm a father. He said, I have small children. He said, and I see their faces. All I think about is I'm this child's last hope. After me, I mean, it's certain death. Right. Because you're going to be raped. You're going to be tortured. You're going to be, you know, traded for whatever purpose that the cartels want. And so it's, you know, it's way past time, Steve, for us to be giving. But hang on. But hang on. That's my point. This is like they're like a currency. They are raped. They are tortured. They are. There's some statement in the Veritas that says it costs ten thousand dollars and the little girl has to pay it back by being sexually exploited till they get their ten thousand dollars. They are traded like a currency. Is that correct? Lara Logan. 
100% correct. And this administration knows it. We've always known it. That's how the cartels work. I mean, you had a bust in Texas where they were bringing women who were eight months pregnant to a gas station where they had to work off their debt by being raped every day in a miserable little room at the back of the gas station. And I mean, that was Texas law enforcement that busted that open and it was widely reported. So if you think about what we know, Steve, it's a fraction of what the administration knows because we only have a fraction of the evidence, right? So they know that when they open the border, the cartels are the ones making the money. They know that the people are being, if not trafficked for sex, they're being trafficked for their labor or trafficked for debt slavery. We know because it's been reported, NPR, I think it was, did a documentary all about how the cartels will go, they'll take the title of your land back in Guatemala or wherever it is you come from. They'll take everything from your family back there. They destroy these families on both ends, right? Not just uh, back home there, but also right here in the United States. And and we know from the beginning of this administration that they've been moving kids in the middle of the night. I know an organization that went up and filmed it in Tennessee. The police were right there on the runway. They were watching it. You know what happened when that plane landed? You know, two uh, luxury Greyhound buses came up they put those children in different buses. These guys that I know, they followed uh, those buses. They went way over 100, over the speed limit. Nobody stopped them at any time. And, the, and I have video of this one bus stopping outside an airport. And what happens? People come up with trucks and cars, and they get handed kids. There's two kids, three kids going with this guy, with that guy. I know a guy working for an organization, a company that was paid money to give these kids away. And he said to me, he was very senior in Homeland Security Investigations before he took this job. And he said to me, Lara, we're handing these kids over to people we have no idea who they are. Yako Boyens, a very well-known counter-trafficking person whose sister was a victim of trafficking. He went on Tucker Carlson's show. He's been talking about this. I talk to him fairly often. And he said, they're literally paying people, paying private companies to take these kids. They don't care if they're giving them to known pedophiles. They know they're giving them to criminals sometimes. And they don't care because the, the well-being of these children is not their objective. We know that the cartels, this is the number one destination in the world right now for sex trafficking. Every sex trafficker, every criminal, every criminal organization and the cartels, they have never been making more money. The legacy of this administration is that they have made the most violent and evil criminal organizations on the face of the earth richer and more powerful than they have ever been. And we need to know from the Biden administration, why is it that they opened the doors to the cartels? Because the reality is when you open the doors, you open them for everybody and you're not doing anything. We don't hear them talking about the threat of these cartels. We don't hear them saying this is a national security issue. We don't hear them saying that we're concerned about the well-being of these kids. We don't. What we know from whistleblowers and I know from sources and we know from Project Veritas is that the strategy is. Get rid of these kids as fast as possible. Don't let anybody see the problem. And we don't care what happens to them. And by the way, yes, we are using your tax dollars to make this happen. We're doing the traffickers job for them because they have to get the kids to the border. That's the Project Veritas uh, whistleblower said. Then, then we do the job for the traffickers and send the kids where they yeah. want them. Okay. Okay. Let me go. I want to go from... Uh, the toughness and grit of the southern in the Rio Grande Valley and the in southern Texas and this border where these kids are coming across hundreds or thousands of miles of some of the toughest terrain on earth with some of the baddest hombres on earth to high fashion houses in uh Paris a Selma Hayek's billionaire husband Ponyao owns the company the holding company that owns uh was it Balenciago, this huge fashion house? Mm -hmm. And the controversy around this is, is, is stunning because you're talking about, and they're trying to spin it. And try, you're talking about the top designers, the top photographers, and people have to know these fashion, these brands, there's more work that goes into shooting these brands than goes into launching uh, the, the Apollo missiles, okay? Every detail is argued yep. about because Every it's all about brand management. You've got perfect lighting. The people are paid a fortune. The lighting's perfect. The sets are perfect. I mean, the, this is the equivalent of shooting motion pictures today. 
right? You got the top photographers, you have the top designers, you have people that just do set design, you have people that do the food design, you have people that, that the hair and makeup, everything is the highest quality in the world. This is a brand that does, I think, $2 billion in revenues a year. This is a major high fashion brand. You're not going to find this in Walmart. This is high fashion for the elites of the world. The people associated with this, Selma Hayek, her husband owns it. You've got Kim Kardashian has a massive deal with it. Nicole Kidman is going to launch the 2023, I think, spring fashion uh, whole thing is around Nicole Kidman. These are the top people paid the biggest dollars with the biggest agents, biggest managers. So there's no surprises here. When, when, when people are involved in this, they, they tell them exactly what's going to be. So people are sitting there and go, everybody now is like, I'm shocked. I'm surprised I didn't know this is going on. That is a total bald-faced lie. It just that's not the way the world works. I, I financed for 20 years in Hollywood and around Hollywood films and, 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 and marketing plans, stuff like that. These are maniacally focused in details. Tell us what's going on. How do you have this thing essentially about it looks like the sexual, not just sexual exploitation, but the sexual torture of a sadomasochism around tiny children? Lara Logan. Uh, you know, Steve, it's it's really interesting because on the one hand, you know, I, I watched a few of the women from The View trying to blame this on uh, conspiracy theorists and right wingers and QAnon. And um, it really made um, it really disgusted me because you never hear these people talking about the children. You never hear them addressing the issue of substance. And the only thing that matters here are the children. So, you know, they want to explain away, well, well, what happened here is Balenciaga is doing commercials. And, and what do they have? They have these teddy bears that, uh, that have uh, got bondage and they've got children in these commercials. And people say, oh, well, you know, they made a mistake. No, somebody had to think up that ad campaign. It was discussed at meetings. Long before they got the photographers in there, the senior stylist, at Balenciaga was talking to the designers and was talking to the, the owners of the company. You have the, the front management uh, teams, right? You have the people who do the social media. You have the people who do the, the branding. I mean, you literally have a small army of people who make these decisions. It, the photographer uh, is very often the last one who actually counts. And then when you start to peel back the layers and you see that, oh, well, this senior stylist at Balenciaga um, you know, is responsible also for uh, she does some work at Adidas and you take a look at her Instagram account. Well, here's something common. That Instagram account has now been deleted, but it is full of satanic symbols. There are other pictures of teddy bears and bondage. There is a photograph of a murder scene in a child's bedroom with blood everywhere. There's, you know, uh, pictures like like this one that have emerged since this was being uh, reported. And um, and there's also, it's not just this one fashion shoot. This is the important thing to remember. Balenciaga themselves have acknowledged in their public statements that there was this particular fashion shoot was an issue. They've apologized and said children shouldn't have been there. But nobody has asked them, well, why were you making childlike teddy bear purses with bondage on them in the first place? Why would you think it's appropriate to sell that? And to make that and to push that. And by the way, a lot of the branding is aimed at kids, you know, so you have that. Then they admit that in one of their other campaigns, there are some documents that there's a person sitting on these documents. And it's from a Supreme Court case, which was actually a free speech case in which the Supreme Court struck down certain safeguards for child pornography that allowed child pornography to proliferate and was widely regarded as a as a victory for for pedophiles and pornographers. So how do those papers end up in a Balenciaga commercial where every single detail is accounted for by the stylist and the brand and the designers and the photographers and everybody else? And then there's another incident, which is one of the worst, actually, one of the most disturbing. There's another photograph in another campaign where there's a book by a Belgian guy, Martin Boromans. And Martin Boromans, well, this you go down his rabbit hole and it takes you right into the world of this this unspeakable uh, images that we yeah. that we allow them to get away with calling art, but seeing a bunch of toddlers running around covered no, in no, blood. No, 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 no. I, I, I saw, I saw this. The, and by the way, they said was well, just the the woman had her feet. The, the star had her feet up on the desk. Looked like kind of an executive, uh, and they had her desk and it had papers and I think and they had no. When they do these shoots, 
they argue for days and weeks about exactly what the set design. When they got that book in there, that book is in there for a reason. Don't yes. let them sit there. Well, they just didn't walk into an office and the book happened to be there. That's a set design. They argue about every instrument that's on there. And the book, when you go through the book, you can't get through the book. You go, oh, my God, what is this? What kind of freak does this? And who pays for this? That have been castrated, that have blood all over their bodies, that are running around. Toddlers. And, you know, this also reminds you, by the way, Steve, because the same people work on these campaigns, like with Maria Abramovich on the cover of Vogue and Ukrainian Vogue and Ukrainian Elle magazine and, you know, and other magazines. And, and people want to argue about what these things mean. But, but what kind of people go to a spirit cooking dinner in the first place? What kind of people think it's a good idea to hold up the head of a goat with the guts hanging out? Who posts pictures on their Instagram account of a woman lying there with her, with her insides torn out and sitting on her body? I mean, there, you know, these, these images that, that we. But, well, hang, hang on, hang on. I've, I've also got to go. I've also got to go to, to the owner. I think has the art gallery. They have the online art gallery. The images are so horrific that Horrific. not only could we not show them on the show, you don't even want to dis- discuss them. And it's like, look, I am not a conspiracy theory person. But when you start to see the evidence that you've got the U.S. government from a federal whistleblower that is telling you that, hey, we're essentially turning these kids over. The sex trafficking is out of control. And I've been on the southern border and built part of the wall right where they brought them across to stop it. And I saw the debris that was left over that would shake a grown man to your core to see what was left behind. When you see that you got these brothels for these small, innocent children and they're being sex trafficked into the United States of America, then you got the high fashion houses and you look at what these people look at. Hey, you can mock the Q people all you want. You can mock these people that maybe not even the Q people would talk about this. You mock them all they want. But they're bringing receipts right now. This Balenciaga thing, I think, strips a band. And the fact that the Kardashians of the world and, and, the, and the Nicole Kidmans of the world and people associated with this brand are not immediately saying, this is outrageous and I will never take money from people that do that, causing the question the entire system. Because remember, Laura, you know, they, got, they have CAA, they have all the managers, the same people making the film, the groomer film for Disney over the weekend that flopped. That Iger comes in and says, hey, we're not stopping. We're going to even make more. It's yes. all of a piece. Okay. They, these are, they're spending hundreds of millions and billions of dollars on this thing. And they have agents and they have managers. And this is all discussed. This is not random. Okay. No. This is, this Nothing. is, and I'm not saying it's coordinated, but I'm saying the evidence is there to, for normal people to sit there and stand up and say, hey, I want to see more facts, evidence. There ought to be a massive, Massive federal investigation on this one. The first thing the Republicans should do in the House, this has to be investigated because this is now we know being paid for at least part of it by tax uh, by tax dollars. Laura, your uh, Laura, your thoughts. The Republicans know and they have known for as long as the Democrats know. So it's time for them to do something about it instead of just talking about it. And you're right. Everybody at Balenciaga knows. Everybody knows because they've created a culture where it's completely acceptable. And so they don't think twice about it. And usually nobody calls them out. But you're right. It is coming out now. It's coming out and people are paying attention. And you know what? Nobody cares anymore. You can call me QAnon all day. You're like, I don't even know. I've never even been on those sites. I don't even know what those uh, what those Q drops and all that stuff is. I don't even know what it is. I don't need to go on there to know that what you are doing and what you are pushing is wrong. And for example, there's other people like Shane Dawson. He was a guy on uh, YouTube and Instagram. I mean, he had 22 million followers. When you have that many followers, you have the entire force of the brand behind you, you know, from the people who write the algorithms to the front office and so on. You've made millions from that person. And he was taken down because he was promoting pedophilia and, in in fact, even zoophilia, by the way, which is a term they've come up for uh, sex with animals, for bestiality. And, you know, my children tell me about this because they hear about it on TikTok and, and on all across social media. So this is prolific. 
It is not isolated to Balenciaga and Adidas and this set of designers. It is all over social media and also our entertainment studios and so on. You know, and when you start to peel back the, the layers and you realize how horrific it is. I mean, we, we are now talking in the age of technology. We are talking about uh, the scale of this that the world has not seen before. Well, you can connect anyone on the dark web and pedophiles and people who believe in, in uh, sadistic pornography and uh, snuff films. We've created massive communities. And, you know, you read about these operations in Australia and in the UK and in the US where they take down hundreds and hundreds of people involved in these rings. And what you know is that there are just tens of thousands more. And uh, and we're not doing anything about it. And in an age where, you know, look at what Elon Musk has done at Twitter. The moment he comes in the three main handles on Twitter that according to one uh, child trafficking survivor who works on this day and night, those are the three main handles that were trafficking kids on Twitter and Musk cleaned them out like that. You know, in the digital age, there is no excuse for allowing this stuff to no proliferate. Excuse. And we've got no to excuse. stop and get away with it. I'll leave you with this thought, Steve. Look, I watched yeah. an interview where people explained how in the satanic religion, when they tell you what they're doing, there's many reasons for it. But one of the most important reasons for it is that when they show you and tell you what they're doing and you don't do anything about it, you don't object, you don't stop them, you don't say that you have a problem with it. Well, that is regarded in their religion and their ideology as being consent. So they see that we are all complicit. Yeah. We are giving out yeah. consent into well, all of because we're yeah. not doing anything we, about it. The war, here in the war room, we do not consent. Okay, this is outrageous. Federal yeah. agents ought to be not shutting consent. down those safe houses right now in Houston. Laura, we got to jump. Laura, how do people get to you? What's your social media? The money. Stop. Start asking all your friends, you know, in government, all those influential, powerful people, you know, ask them about the money paid to all these companies and to these NGOs. And you can, you know, people can follow me on locals, on social and on Twitter for now, as long as Musk is behaving. And, uh, and soon on LauraLuffy.com. <laughs> Look forward to it. Thank you very much for joining us. Okay, we're going to go to the border of Ukraine and then to the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. We will tie all this together next in the War Room. Years have proven that we need to be prepared. We constantly see government overreach, attacks on our communication and energy grid, worldwide conflict, natural disasters, and the never ending assault on our security and privacy. Having reliable communications is essential. Now don't get caught without reliable communication. And I'm here to tell you, your fragile cell phone simply won't cut it. It will not cut it. That's why I've partnered with the Satellite Phone Store so you can stay prepared and assure your vital communication stays private. They're one of America's largest satellite telephone companies with thousands of happy, well-prepared customers. Right now, they have a special promotional offer when you go to sat123.com slash Bannon. That is sat, S-A-T, 123.com slash Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Get a free Amerisat satellite phone, 150 monthly minutes, free United States domestic number, and free rollover minutes for only ninety nine ninety five plus tax per month with an annual agreement. Now go to sat, that's S-A-T, 123.com, sat123.com slash Bannon, and get your device today. Don't put it off. Life can change in an instant. That's sat123.com slash Bannon. Do it today. Take action. Look, you did the tough thing during COVID. You paid your people, and you pulled your business through the pandemic. And now doing the tough thing could qualify you for up to $26,000 per employee at covidtaxrelief.org. Government funds are available to reward companies with two or more employees who stayed open during COVID. This is not a loan, and you don't have to pay it back. This program is complicated, but nobody knows more about it than the CPAs and tax experts at COVIDTaxRelief.org. You pay nothing up front. They do all the work and share a percentage of the cash they get you. Businesses of all types, including nonprofits and churches, can qualify, including those who took PPP loans, even if you had an increase in sales. 
You did the tough thing for your employees during COVID. Let COVIDtaxrelief.org help get you up to $26,000 per employee. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org. That's COVIDtaxrelief.org. Do this today. Take action at COVIDtaxrelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has brought death, devastation, and unspeakable suffering. We all remember the horrors of Butcher. It is estimated that more than 20,000 civilians and more than 100,000 Ukrainian military officers have been killed so far. Russia must pay for its horrific crimes including for its crime of aggression against a sovereign state. And this is why, while continuing to support the International Criminal Court, we are okay, proposing to my, set my... up a specialized... Okay, we're back. We're back in the war room. I got it. We're going to go from the southern border of the United States. You know, nobody in, in, in America, no official talks about that, the unspeakable crimes happening to the children of the United States, citizens of the United States in South Texas or the Rio Grande Valley in this invasion. Nobody talks about the unspeakable acts that are being done by these children that are being trafficked into this country on your nickel by your government, right? That are in these houses in Houston that a federal whistleblower said, yeah, there are 41 kids over there, unaccompanied minors, and there's 21 here and there's 15 here. And she said, that's basically, a, these are brothels. On your watch, and on your nickel. And then the, the, the eastern border of Ukraine, you know, speak of crimes. You know who talked about this the first day of this invasion? The war room. Right? With Mersheimer at Chicago. We said, hey, the, the folks, the, the citizens of Ukraine are being led down his quote, a primrose path to their destruction by the party of Davos and the NATO elite and the people in Brussels and the city of London and Washington, D.C. You had MSNBC and those people with the with the pom poms out. Where are they now? The woman you just heard, she's the president of EU. I would think she you would know she would know what she was talking about when she's giving a formal address, and she's German, right? They're all like precision engineers. You would think she would have her facts. I would assume. Not a gateway pundit, not war room, not Breitbart. A hundred thousand dead military, hundred thousand. Her words, not ours. Twenty thousand dead civilians. I want to bring in Rebecca Koffler. Rebecca, you've written, I think, the definitive book or one of the definitive books on Putin. Uh, you know this uh, this clique as well as anybody. And you know they play for keeps. And, you know, all I hear in the MSNBC and the New York Times, the Washington Post and, and CNN is Putin's over. You know, Millie's out there yesterday. He's lost strategically. He's lost tactically. And I looked at some numbers the other day about the throw weight of weapons, artillery, and the Ukrainians, because we're running out of weapons to send them, and we're up now on Capitol Hill just debating a 40 or $50 billion another package. They're throwing artillery out there like crazy. And I saw the Russian numbers are like five times heavy. The Russians are tanks and artillery, particularly artillery. They're putting up numbers like in World War II. I've never seen anything like it. So the folks in Ukraine are taking some incoming. And now they pulled her statement back. They washed off things. She didn't know what she was talking about. Hey, she's only the president of the EU. This was not some press conference where she's winging it. She's reading off a teleprompter with a translator. He knows what she's going to say. The, everybody says in Millie, everybody in Washington, and they're up there. The Ukrainians are winning. Russia's on his back foot. It's about to collapse. It's all happening and you put a piece up, and thank God, it was, I was so good good to see it on Fox. I think it was on Fox Digital. Uh, and you put up other pieces on the New York Post, which is another Murdoch entity, that said, hey, you guys ought to really take a, a serious look here, a hard look here, because uh, they're not losing. So what is going on? We've we got about five or six minutes. I want you to take it and walk through your theory of the case, because the lies and misrepresentations about this are, I've never seen anything like it. And right now... McConnell said it's his number three priority. Everything we got going in this country. Think of the poor kids in that house down in Houston. Tonight being raped on your money. Understand when you're saying your prayers night to God, it's your money. They're being raped and tortured in these houses in the United States of America. 
put here by put there by federal officials that want to look the other way. And now you got a hundred thousand dead military in Ukraine, twenty thousand dead women and children, because Biden regime has driven this thing and accelerated it when it should have been de-escalated. And they're telling everybody that Putin's on his last leg. It's all worth it because Putin's about to collapse. Rebecca Koffler, you know the neighborhood pretty well. And you say, yeah, I don't think that's happening, ma'am. Steve, Joe Biden and his regime has Ukrainians' blood on their hands. Since we're talking about babies here, Ukrainian babies are now freezing to death because... The temperature in Kiev and Ukraine today is 18 degrees, okay, right here. So the Russians have unleashed what they call the strategic operation to defeat critical infrastructure of the adversary, which means that they have cut off electricity, they've cut off heat, and they've cut off drinking water. And guess what? Joe Biden has received every possible intelligence briefing on how Russia fights the war. This is the war fighting strategy that I described in my book, Putin's Playbook. And uh, every possible combatant commander, including the European commander, uh, the four-star general, I personally briefed, including in the run-up to Russia's invasion of Ukraine. So Washington knew all of this. President Obama knew all of this, and yet he decreased the force posture, the U.S. force posture, which invited Putin to act and to invade Ukraine. This would have never happened under Trump. And so unfortunately right now, the media, the mass media, is just feeding that false narrative that Putin is losing. Putin is not losing. Uh, when 80% of Ukraine has plunged into darkness and babies and women and civilians are dying because they're freezing, they don't have uh, drinking water. That is not losing. And so uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense himself, acknowledged that there's no military positive victory for Ukraine. And therefore, he's pressuring Zelensky to settle. Well, um, basically, right now, we are the stalemate and we are financing this annihilation of the Ukrainian people, and this needs to hey, stop. But this Somebody is, needs on, to step hang on, in. Hang on, hang, but hang on, but hang, but but hang on. This is where we are. Sixty days ago, they were telling me the Ukraine was winning, and this was going to be thwarting Russian. How did this shift in thirty days to now? Ukraine's got no infrastructure, no heat, no water. Kiev is supposed. The, the 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 babies are freezing. All this is happening. They're up there asking for thirty four billion dollars. They're going to be coming back asking for five hundred billion dollars. How did this happen all of a sudden, or have we been lied to from the beginning by the Biden regime, the party of Davos, the city of London, BBC, because it was all the same story, MSNBC, BBC, CNN, uh, the German television, all of it was the same. You know, uh, Putin didn't know what he was doing. He's incompetent. The generals are all quitting. They can't get recruits. How did they... How did this all flip so quickly, ma'am, or did it not flip quickly? We've been lied to from the beginning. There was no flip. There's no shift. We've been lied to from the very beginning. It's because either there's a malaise in Washington called wishful thinking and infantilism that refuses to recognize simply the fact that the Russians do not think like Americans, and Putin does not fight the war the way that U.S. military fights the war. We prioritize tactical brilliance, but that doesn't compensate for strategic incompetence. Putin wants to win the war, not a series of battles that we did in Afghanistan. We, we won so many battles, but we lost the war. And the same lunatics with towels on their heads are right now running Afghanistan. And they're benefiting from billions of top secret weaponry. 
um, in Afghanistan that is on the black market. So this is the path we are right now in Ukraine when the U.S. taxpayer has invested already 24 plus billion and up to 72 on the way. And so, no, all of this has been a lie. And this is why it is extremely important that people listen to the show like yours, The War Room, where we bring truth and we bring credible analysis and no cheerleading and no wishful thinking. I've got to jump. I want people to get your book, though. But somebody said, yeah, they're, they're up there. The general saying, what well, you know, uh, Putin's winterizing or, or he's uh, militarizing and weaponizing winter. I said, has anybody read Russian military history? This is how they stopped Napoleon. This is how they stopped Hitler. Putin doesn't care. Your book, these guys are gangsters. They're just like the CCP. They're not a government. There's a group of gangsters. They think like gangsters. They, they don't care if they kill everybody in Ukraine. This is why we've been de-escalation. Because you're going to get to the same point in a negotiation. You know what you're going to have? You're going to have 150,000 dead Ukrainian men in the prime of their life. And you're going to have the Pentagon already says it's 40,000. They're saying 20,000. You're going to have another 50,000 dead women and children. You're going to have 200,000 people dead and get to the same place. And I'd like to have them have a say-so. How would they vote? You know what they would vote for? Not to give their lives to this. Okay? And this is not about Ukrainian independence or Ukrainian nationalism. This is just about reality. And this is, I tell you what. The blood is on the hands of the people in, the, in London, in Brussels, in Davos, at NATO, at the EU, in Washington, D.C. The Ukrainian people, Mersheimer in Chicago called it, since t- they've been led down a primrose path, okay, to believe everybody's going to have their back. And now when they're freezing and the, and the numbers are going to get to be tens and hundreds of billions of dollars, Italy's out, France is going to be out, the U.K.'s out, as those, comp- as those countries go into massive recessions the citizens go we can't afford that and you they're going to you know the devil catch the hindmost and that's going to be the citizens of ukraine rebecca how do people get to you your writings and particularly your book that everybody should read uh about uh vladimir putin and his associates thank you steve i'm on twitter getter and uh, True Social right now at Rebecca0132. My book is available anywhere on Amazon or in any bookstore. Uh, Putin's Playbook, Russia's Secret Plan to Defeat America. Uh, just to clarify, Russia is not planning to defeat America and to invade us militarily. But Russia has a plan that if the United States and NATO intervene in a conflict like Ukraine, it will escalate all the way up to nuclear in order not to lose that war. Rebecca Koffler, thank you very much for joining us. Your article today is brilliant. We're going to make sure everybody reads it. It's a tr- your truth. Yes, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Yes, sir. God bless. Thank you. God bless you. Okay, uh, today at, we had uh, one of the top analysts in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania analyze particularly not just Lucerne, but really Delaware County. And of course, we've had Gregory Stentrum and Leah Hoops on before who really have spent a lot of time there on this topic. Do I have a cold open for them or can I get right into it? Let me hold the cold open. Let me start with you, Leah. You guys saw you guys saw the, uh, the show this morning. Give me your, Leah, start with you and then I want to go to Gregory. Yeah, Ethan. Do you have it? Yeah. Let's go ahead and play Ethan. Let's play Ethan's cold open. Let's go do it. Uh, yeah. So what I did was I took every single Democratic voter in Pennsylvania who applied to vote by mail and who also returned their ballot. I did it in all 67 of Pennsylvania's counties. And then I plotted it on a chart just because I wanted to see how do people apply and how do they return their ballots. In 66 of Pennsylvania's 67 counties, there was a clear trend. Two-thirds of Democrats applied a vote by mail in the spring, and one-third of Democrats applied a vote by mail in the fall. The reason it okay, breaks down me, like that me, is I'll play, because I'll play the this, Pencil- I'll play this. I'll, I'll play this later because I want to get into it. Lee, I want you to start. He's making the case that they just outwork people. They used to, used to be a Republican, solid Republican uh, county and kind of the bedrock of, of, of how do you win in Pennsylvania, but that it flipped through the hard work 
of the Democratic Party and sending more people up. And we just have been slow off the trigger and we got to get better. and We got to get more populous. He had some very compelling arguments. I know you and Gregory have done and you got an amazing book down there about this election in 2020. But give me your assessment of this. Are you a believers in his theory of the case, ma'am? Absolutely not. This is the uh, the narrative that's coming from the uh, from the RNC is that it just if we ballot harvest better then uh, then we can actually win these elections. Except he completely ignores the fact that we shouldn't have a mail in ballot system to begin with, and that nobody else in the in the world actually uses this system is because it has multiple vectors for fraud. So the they can't even talk about some of the data points that that you know he completely just misses in his assessment. So first of all, there's no pedigree to some of these applications, the mail-in ballot uh, applications. No, they do not check uh, the social security numbers and the driver's license because they've admitted it on record that they send ballots to these applicants without verifying them first, which is against the law. I mean, there's a multitude of things that he's missing in, in his argument. There's no pedigree that they're erasing people's names from the system. We have multiple data sets, which shows that someone... Uh, supposedly a voter applied for a ballot, received the ballot, then voted in the 2022 election, and then were completely removed from the system. The Gateway Pundit just, uh, as of this morning, their story was about how 31,000 voters, I'm I'm blanking on the state that that they found this out in, 31,000 voters in which they were sent a ballot, uh, they had changed their, their zip code, and that these ballots that were supposed to be sent to these voters were actually collected somewhere else, and that they used those votes and voted for these people. So they're generating votes uh, unaware to the uh, the people that are are uh, registered voters. They're collecting them somewhere. These are fake ballots that are generated, and then they're voting for these people, and then they're and then is they're going ballot, back in. Is, they're racing. Hang, hang, hang on, is ballot harvesting? legal in Pennsylvania, ma'am? No. And it's, it's fascinating to listen to a man uh, encourage Republicans and voters that we just have to harvest better. I, I mean, are, is he telling people to illegally uh, do something? Because I, I'm not up for that. No. And and as of today, President well, I, Trump he, said- I don't think they are. I think people, I think people have been so frustrated by Nevada, by Arizona, and particularly Pennsylvania. I think people are being driven to say, hey, Leah, you're in the vote business. The Democrats are in the manufacturing and distribution of ballots. And and from John Fredericks to this to Athen to others are saying we got to be in the ballot business because right now we're in the wrong business. They're in the business that that's winning And the Pennsylvania legislature is not going to change this. You're not going to get the machines out. You're not going to get that out. I'm not trying to make his case, but I'm saying what they're arguing. You don't agree with that. No, Steve, this is why we're in this position to begin with, is because the, the RNC, which is a corporate body, has, has stood back for, for decades and, and just using awful strategies. And they stand there and they do absolutely nothing to fight, to fight um, you know, the, the mail-in ballot system, or they, they voted in like they did in Pennsylvania. This is their fault. And now they're saying it's the voters' fault and, and that we just need, if you can't beat them, then you join them. Well, that's exactly why we have communists sitting in Congress. Hang, hang on one second. Let me go to Gregory. Gregory, uh, you heard it this morning. I take it you don't agree with that either, sir? Not at all. I, uh, Lee and I are, are experts. You just said it. You introduced Athen as a, a foremost expert. Uh, Lee and I are from Delaware County. We are experts. We've written a book, and we're working with experts throughout the country in, in Athen, Kutza, Kutza, whatever who's a shill for the GOP, comes out and he's blaming the voters for the ineptitude of the GOP and the cowardice of the candidates who have conceded and saying, hey, it's your fault, voters. It, you, you didn't come out and, and the Democrats cheated better than we could. It's a ridiculous argument. We've had the evidence for two years. We wrote a book. We basically said they substitute fake ballots for real ones. We know how they do it. We can talk about that. You know, you can read the book. Please buy it, parallelelection.com. We've laid this out. It's been out there for two years. And we have hard physical evidence. This guy comes out and he says, I did an analysis on a couple of database spreadsheets, and I've got all the answers. This is a guy I haven't heard of for two years. He's your expert? No, I don't agree. Uh, By the way, if you listened 
I didn't say was, I said he was an analytical expert for anal- for oh. analytics for statistics. Not 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 not. You guys are the guys that know it. People, let's go back and talk about the book. We only got a minute. People got to get this book. The book's quite shocking, and you guys deliver the receipts. I think the question people have it happened in Delaware County again. What I'm telling the audience, you got Lucerne that's not going to certify because they didn't have print about. If we don't get sorted, Delaware County, Pennsylvania, people should understand. I don't care if you have Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump on a ticket, whatever. If you don't get Delaware County, Pennsylvania, in Arizona, there's no way on God's green earth you're going to win the presidency. It's just that simple. And you know who knows it? The Democrats, Mark Elias, and these guys know it. What's again, what's the title of the book? I want everybody to get this book. Uh, give me the title again. Leo? The Parallel Election. Uh, the Parallel Election, and it's called uh, Blueprint for Deception. It'll- the Parallel Election, a Blueprint it- for Deception. ParallelElection.com and Real- Amazon. ParallelElection.com. We're going to have you guys back on because this has got Delaware County, Pennsylvania is the center of gravity of 2024. It's got to get sorted in 2022, but there is zero probability a Republican can win unless this problem's sorted. Leah, Greg, thank you very much. Look forward to having you back on. See you tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.